Also turn with me to the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 4. Let's start there in uh, verse 16. Acts 4, 16. You remember this is after the healing of the lame man. Forty years lame. And as a result of that, the religious people didn't like that. And so they asked him, by what authority, what power, what authority, what name had they done this in? Of course, they said, in the name of Jesus. And because they had just participated in his crucifixion, they didn't like that very well because that declared that Jesus had risen from the dead. So their enemy was alive and healed this lame man. He's a manifestation of Jesus' resurrection life. And so the religious leaders, verse 16, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them, manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. They called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Basically said it's impossible for us to keep silent. So when they had further threatened them... They let them go, finding nothing, how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of those things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. 
Let's pray. Father, Lord God, we just thank you right now for your awesome word today. We lift up our voice and praise and worship to you, O God. We thank you for your presence this morning. We ask, God, that your will would be done in every heart and life today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody say amen. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. All right, let's go to Titus 3.5. We're going to talk to you about renewal today, the renewal of the Holy Ghost. In Titus chapter 3, verse 5, another scripture here. Titus 3 and 5. Okay. The scripture tells us there in verse 5 of chapter 3 of Titus. If you're there, say amen. amen. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. So the scripture talks about, you know, those two men said it wasn't by their power or holiness that that man was standing holy. It was in the name of Jesus. But according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Say, washing of regeneration. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for standing. All right. Now the scripture tells us here there is a regeneration. And then there is also a renewing of the Holy Ghost. And so he saves us how? By the washing of regeneration. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. You need both of them. Regeneration is something that God does. Renewal is something that you do. And you have to have both of them because without renewal, you cannot be saved. In fact, you cannot go on living. Everything has to be renewed. Praise God. When you talk about walking with God, it's not just a one-time event where you come and you get regenerated or you get born again and that's, you're, you're saved forever. You know, we don't, I do not believe in once saved, always saved. There are a lot of people that teach that. That old Baptist doctrine, I guess you would call it, that teaches that is not biblical. It's the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So the, the question today is not have you been born again in the past? Are you with me? But are you still saved? Not have you been saved, but are you still saved? And and if you have been saved and you are still saved, then there's a good possibility that then you will be saved. Because salvation is past, present, and future in the Word of God. So there's a, there are people who once were saved who are now, today, no longer saved. All right? And if you're not saved now, you're not going to be saved in the future. So once saved, always saved is not biblical. He, he tells us in Titus, again, he says it's by the... Washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. You've got to stay renewed. You understand that, right? This is vital for us to understand. In Acts chapter 4 then, we see these apostles, these men of great power and authority. With them is standing a manifestation of the life of Jesus, this lame man who has been healed of his lameness, right? So they've got a man here who is a demonstration of power and authority of the name of the Lord. 
But yet they see the need for renewal. They go to God and begin to cry out in prayer. Having that man standing right them, a demonstration of power and authority. Hello. That is, this is so important. And the reason why it's so important is that's why you have um, prayerless men. That's why you have gossiping women. That's why you have worldly young people. Is because they might have been born again at one point, but they don't stay renewed. So they're prayerless, they're gossiping, and they're worldly. And that's why you have disgruntled board members. And ultimately, dead churches. Because at some point, they got this idea that, well, I've been regenerated, so that's all I need. Oh, friend, you got to hear the Word of God today. It's not just by regeneration. It's by renewing of the Holy Ghost. So I pray before you leave here today that you are renewed in the Holy Ghost because you might have got saved 30 years ago, but are you saved today? And just because you're sitting in a pew don't make you a child of God. You know, just get down to old farming level. I can walk in a chicken coop, but that don't make me a chicken. You come to church, that don't make you a Christian. That don't make you born again. And you might have got saved again. I'm telling you, you might have got saved 20 years ago. You might have got saved two years ago. But are you saved today? Are you walking in a renewal position in God? Amen. Do you walk with God? So let your neighbor and say regeneration and renewal. Of the Holy Ghost. All right, this is going to be good, isn't it? How many of y'all are renewed in the Holy Ghost this morning? You're walking with God. Now, again, the Scripture tells us that regeneration is something that God does for us. But renewal is not something God can do for you. Now, now watch this. You are the one who is renewed with me by the Holy Ghost. So that means how do you get renewed? It's by pressing into a relationship with God. Do you understand that? Oh boy, I already got some of you quiet. <laughs> Which to me is a good thing. Praise God. You understand what I'm saying? So look at your neighbor and say, new creation. How many of y'all are new creations? Let's go to Galatians 6. New creation is regeneration. You've had a Genesis birth. You know, you have a creation, an old creation, but a, a new creation is a regeneration. You've been newly born again, right? Again, that's something that God does. It has nothing to do with ritual. You can be a church member and be lost. So let's get you regenerated first. <laughs> and the way you get regenerated is according to Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. John 3 says you must be born again of the water and the Spirit. So that's what gets you regenerated or makes you a new creation. But that don't make you renewed. 
You get the point. I'm going to drive it home. And it's not ritual. It's not being a church member. And it's not, well, I've been a good, good. And put your, you know, the denominal name there. I've been a good. Well, that's, <laughs> that can be a detriment to you. Because being a good church member kind of makes you think that you're ready to meet God. But we got church people fighting the move of God in Acts chapter 4. And they know ritual and they know all the laws. And they, you know, are you here today? So let's go to Galatians. Say new creation is regeneration. Okay, y'all getting this? See, God is in renewing. He's in making things new. There's a new tongue. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got a new tongue. When I got baptized in His name, I got a new name. Got a new heart. Got a new spirit. Got a new mind. I have become a new creation. Now, literally, one translation, quoting St. Corinthians 5, says, I have become a new heaven and a new earth. Which ultimately talks about down here at the end of all things. I have become a new heaven and a new earth. So I got a new tongue, a new name, new heart, new mind. Praise God. Are you with me here? I have to renew my mind, of course. God is in renewal. He, that's what he's all about. New creation. Say new creation. How many of y'all got a new tongue? Got a new name. How many of y'all are the new Jerusalem? New heavens, new earth, new Jerusalem, new name, new tongue, new... He's, he's about new. So if you've got an old experience, you better get it up to date. Because at one point you were in date, but are you up to date today? In date, got to get up to date. Hello. See, if you're not up to date, then you're out of date. Look at your and say, are you up to date? Well, I used to be in date many years ago. <laughs> but are you up to date? If you're not up to date, you're out of date. Uh-oh. So I know you've been, you know, most of you have been recreated. And you, you are a new heaven and a new earth. And you got a new tongue, new name, regenerated and all of that. But I'm talking about renewal today. Where, where is our relationship? Talking about my, to myself here today. Where is our relationship today? All right, Galatians, if I can finally get there. Mm. Y'all love the Lord, don't you? All right. Mm. Galatians 6. Praise God. Let's look, please, at verse 15. For neither is circumcision, and I'm reading the Amplified Version. For neither is circumcision now of any importance. Uh-oh. No importance. Physical circumcision. Wow. But only, well, for neither circumcision now of any importance, nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation. You got to hear that. You with me? Jesus has brought in a new creation. Now that's what made these religious people so mad. 
Because when they preached the resurrection from the dead, I'm talking about the apostles. They, in the Jewish mind, it wasn't just about, you know, eternal life. Or raising people from the grave. In the Jewish mind, it was about this. There's a disturbance that has come. There has been a, a chaotic, cataclysmic type event. The new order is gone. Uh, the old order is gone. The new one has come in. The old age is gone. The new age has come in. And so that means that their religious ceremonies and rituals have been replaced by a new creation. And they weren't willing to let go what they had in the past to get what they had in the present. You got that, don't you? See, you got to be willing to let, I'm talking to you now and me. You got to be willing to let go what you had last week. To get what God has now. And they weren't willing to let go of the old order to get the new order. Woo! They weren't, they weren't willing to be disturbed. They didn't want to recognize that the new age had come. The old one had been done away with. That the old had been replaced by the new. That's the problem. And if it happened to them, it can happen to me. And it can happen to you. And we can get so dead and dry and formal and religious that we've lost our relationship with God. They lost their relationship with God. They lost sight of God. They once were in covenant with God. Hear this warning today from the Lord. We've got to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Which means I've got to be disturbed. And I've got to be willing to let go of the old to get what God's doing now. Ooh, man, I want to be saved. Some of y'all need to hear this. Yeah, 20 years ago, I got a birth certificate. I'll show it to you. That's good, but where are you today? Well, I go to church every once in a while. I go to church on Easter Sunday. Sometimes Christmas. Honey, you're no more saved. <laughs> So he says, verse 15, chapter 6 again of Galatians, For neither is circumcision now, say now, of any importance. Any importance. Well, it was important in the old covenant. But now God's doing something new. He's replaced the old. Say newness. He's about, God is about newness. Ooh, we're going to have church this morning, man. And I want to tell you something about, when I'm talking about renewal, I'm not just talking about praying through. See, I've already made some people mad. But I'd rather tell you the truth now. I'd rather, I'd rather tell you the truth now and see you in heaven than to not tell you the truth. And then you stand up and say, why didn't you tell me, Pastor? I went to your church that morning. God's in newness. It's not just, a, and sometimes we think about renewal as just praying back through. Mm -mm. It's not just praying back through. It's growth. It's growing up. Man, some of you prayed back through every week, but you still haven't grown. You're still the same. You're still the same as you were 20 years ago. You stopped growing. You stopped renewing. 
I'm not talking about going to the prayer room and praying through and have a, you know, a 15-minute speaking in tongues situation. I'm talking about have you grown? Are you more today than you were a year ago? Are you more today than you were two years ago? Are you more today? I'm talking about growing up when I talk about renewal here. Ooh, man. So he says, anyway, for neither circumcision now of any importance nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation. The result of a new birth and a new nature in Christ Jesus, the Messiah. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Now, look at your neighbor and say this. If you're not renewing, <clears throat> I see that you're alive right now, physically. But if you're not renewing, you're not going to live very much longer. In fact, you might have died a long time ago. Now let me explain to you something here Again these men have a powerful miracle Standing beside them But they still go to God in prayer And cry out to God Because they need renewal Woo, Give God some praise See we go to church Woo Get out of church. Man, we had an awesome service, you know. But that doesn't mean we've been renewed. That doesn't mean we've grown any at all. Praise God. Your bodies right now, let's talk about your physical body. Your body right now has somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 trillion red blood cells. You started out as one cell. I started out with two. No, not really. I'm just kidding. You started out with one cell, right? At, con at conception. One cell. And then that cell divided into one, into two, and then two, four, four to eight, and eight, sixteen, and on and on we go, right? It just kept on dividing and dividing and dividing until at this point now you've got about 25 trillion blood, red blood cells inside of you. And 100 million of those red blood cells die every second. Every second. And when you take a bath, you wash thousands and thousands of dead blood cells or cells off of your body. Because your body is constantly renewing itself with new blood cells. If your body is not renewing blood cells, the old ones dying and being replaced by new ones, you're, you're in the grave. You might as well, we might as well get your coffin, put you in it today, and send you out to the dirt if you are not dying and being renewed. And every seven years, your, every cell in your body completely is renewed or replaced. Every seven years. So... Seven years from today, you're going to look at me, and I'm not the same one that stood here seven years before. As far as my physical body is concerned, you're going to be seeing a brand new person seven years from now. Because my cells are constantly dying and being renewed. If that's not happening today, then you're a dead person. 
Hello? Yeah, I've been born, but if I'm not renewing physiologically, then I'm dead. You might have been regenerated, but if you're not renewing right now, regeneration is what God did for you. In fact, when I was born, I didn't really have nothing to do with my physical birth. But I do have something to do with my continual living. If I stop eating, if I stop drinking, start taking care of my body, guess what? I'm going to die. I've got something to do with my ongoing living in this world. You've got something to do with renewal. Hallelujah. You can't blame it on the pastor. You can't blame it on the brother. You can't blame it on the sister. If you're not renewed in the Holy Ghost today and growing in Him, it's nobody's fault but your fault. I said it's your fault. If I'm not growing, it's my fault. Sometimes we get sick in our body, we want to blame everybody. We want to blame the devil. Won't blame everybody. Mom, dad. Hello, somebody. Well, how's your diet? Are you exercising? You got something to do with your health. Now, I know every once in a while they'll sneak up on you and still get a hold of you. I'm trying to show you, though, that your living is based on what you're doing. Your birthing, you had, I had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with it. But listen to me, I, I just obeyed God and He did the regeneration. But renewal is my desire, pressing in to God and growing in God. See, we love that. We love this kind of stuff where we can blame a devil for all of our problems. We love that. Yeah, oh, you know, I got this spirit, hallelujah. It's been dogging me all of my life. Well, if you do send it to the blood, get rid of it. But a lot of it has to do with our flesh. It's not just that, just that easy to be cast. I can't cast the, the, the devil, you know, a flesh out of you. I can't cast the devil a flesh out of me. It's not that easy. It's a crucifying of yourself. It's a dying to self. It's a renewing. It's a growing up in God. It's walking with God. It's not a one-time event, friend. Woo, give God some praise. If your physical body is going through renewal, you've got to go through renewal in the Holy Ghost. And it's my responsibility and it's your responsibility to make sure that we are where we need to be in God this morning. It's not the pastor's fault, the church's fault, or your brother or your sister's fault. It is your responsibility to walk with God today. Hallelujah. We need to get rid of some dead cells. Spiritually speaking. Woo, hello. We need to get rid of some old thought processes. We need to get rid of some old deceit. We need to get rid of some old hypocrisy. We need to wash them off. Hallelujah. Start walking with God. Stop making excuses and understanding how serious this thing is. Because we can walk in a false sense of security. Thinking I have been, but am I today? That's the question. So you look at the human body, it's renewal process. Well, you look at animal kingdom. The animal kingdom goes through the same process of renewal. If it doesn't, it's dying. The snake, once a month, sheds its skin. Why? Because it's growing. Can't stay in that same skin. It was born, it's born. I don't know how long they are. 
was born, but every month it has to shed the skin because it's growing. Not because it prayed through. <laughs> oh, we love that. See, we love that. We can blame it on His Spirit, you know, and we go and have a five-meeting prayer meeting. Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean we're maturing in God, though. So the snake sheds its skin because it's growing, right? It's called molting. Molting. Once a month. Once a year, birds. You ever seen chicken? I used to live on a farm. I know a little bit what I'm talking about. Oh, a farm. <laughs> I call it a farm. <clears throat> That's a little farm. <laughs> but you ever, I used to see those chickens, man, <clears throat> in the summertime. Running around, they look like they, man, they're rough looking, man. I mean, poor things. They, you can see their skin and everything else. Their feathers are dropping out, you know. Wonder what's wrong, what's wrong with those poor chickens? It's not poor chickens, man. They're growing. They're maturing. They got to get rid of their feathers. They got to get new feathers on. They got to get rid of their old feathers. Some of you need to get rid of your old feathers. <laughs> You know, and if you need a little help, we like to prick them every once in a while. So, so just run by here, and I'll, I'll pull your, I'll, I'll pull a weak feather out to help you a little bit. Yeah. We don't mind helping you get rid of some of them old feathers. No, we, we, like, we like that. We, we even like wringing their heads sometimes. Woo. Well, the only problem with doing that is in their dead. There's no possibility of renewal then, you know. But once a year they go through that. And sometimes twice a year around the reproduction time. So sometimes when you look at a church, the complexity of a church, remember that sometimes we're going through seasons and sometimes the church doesn't really look too appealing because our feathers are dropping out. I mean, we look pretty rough. But you just hang around for a little while and you're going to see us renewed. Everything goes through a renewal process. Hallelujah. Next time you see somebody, their feathers dropped out, say, you're looking pretty rough. <laughs> but we give you about a month and you'll look pretty again. Hallelujah. But the problem is, if we never see your feathers dropping out, we never see you shedding your skin, then we know that you're depending on your birth only and you're not growing in God. And I want you to know you cannot stay in a relationship with God if you're not growing. Give God praise. Because ultimately the flesh will get you. Ultimately those fe old feathers will get you. Oh, you don't want me to talk like that. Ultimately those old sins, uh, cells, will get you and pull you right out of the kingdom. I'm asking you, where are we today as a church? You even look in the seasons of the year, they, the same thing, same process. Seasons, right? Y'all understand seasons, right? Y'all ever go through any seasons in your life? If I don't understand that process of going through seasons, man, I might think that God don't love me anymore, you know. And, but no, there's seasons in God, right? We'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but... Look at this. How does a farmer <clears throat> produce new harvest? Does he just go out there and plant one one year and say, Whoop, I'm done forever. 
Don't ever have to plow. Don't ever have to do anything. It just, I planted it once and it's forever. Hallelujah. That's the way most people look at their walk with God. What? Man, I planted it. It's forever. You know what a farmer has to do? Now, I hate to be boring with all this stuff, but I, I can't, you know, I can't do anything with you anyway. You know what he's got to do? He's got to go and he's got to cut the old corn down. Say, cut it down. And then not only, that's not good enough. He not only cuts it down, but then he's got to plow it under the ground. Boy, that feels good, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden you got these blades running on top of you. Plowing you under the ground and making that ground real smooth, right? He's got to prepare the soil, then he plants again. So every year there has to be renewal, even in farming or whatever you want to call it. Harvesting, there's renewal. Apple trees have to drop those old apples off of their tree to the ground before new apples can come on them. You with me here? Everything in life is preaching to you today. Be renewed. Get rid of the old stuff. Stop camping on what, you, what happened to you last week or what you did last week in God. That stuff you did last week in God needs to be plowed under. And you need to say, I got something else to do today for God. This, if you're not renewed and the church is not constantly renewing itself, we can't just sit on this and hope to maintain it. It doesn't work that way in the kingdom. You can't just sit on it and maintain it. You got to cut it down. You got to plow it under. You got to have the old apples drop into the ground before there's going to be any growth or reproduction in your life. Do you understand this? Give God a hand clap of praise. <clears throat> Woo. Say regeneration is what God does for me, but renewal is what I do. Go to Ephesians. Hallelujah. See, I'm not content just to pray through. And I'm, I'm really not content just to have you come up here to get delivered every week. And I'm not really too excited about, you know, just having church. I'm serious. I'm not too excited about just coming here, sitting on a pew, and going through the same old, same old, same old all the time. Hello? I don't want to become a stagnant pool. I want to be a flowing river. Ephesians, let's go there. <laughs> Boy, this is a good message. Y'all don't sit on me because I'm preaching good. Some of you are saying, boy, you're making me mad. That's what I'm hired to do. I'm a hired hitman. So you know what? If you won't do all this, puff up. Can I help you with something? You might as well just get over that and just start smiling. Because all of this stuff and this puffed up stuff and these looks you give me, that doesn't intimidate me. I got a job to do, so you might as well smile through it. Now, if you want to be religious and just die being religious, that's your thing. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're not just going to be religious and die religious. 
We're going to have a move of God in our lives, and we're going to have a renewal take place. So there's going to be a river that flows from me, not just a stagnant pool of what I used to be and what I one time experienced. Woo! God's good. Let's, okay, Ephesians 4. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 4, would you please? Verse 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. What for? Hmm? Help you with all your problems. Counts you every day. <laughs> Have a need-based ministry. I got needs. You're supposed to meet my needs. Oh, really? That's what, the, that's what I... We're, mm -hmm. <laughs> For the perfecting of the saints. Say perfecting of the saints. My job is to get you in a place of perfection. Not staying... down here in your birthing but to move you up into your headship into your perfection right wow for the perfecting of the saints what for for the work of the ministry you're supposed to be in the ministry and it's my job to grow you up to a place that you do the work of the ministry it's not for one guy to do it all but I'm supposed to train you and put the Word of God in you so that you mature into mature saints and are renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost so you can go out there and you can be a minister. I minister to the saints. You do the work of ministry. Hello. For the work of ministry, for the, what for? For the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith. Now, have we arrived yet? We haven't arrived yet, so that means I gotta get preaching. I gotta keep preaching, right? <laughs> Until we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Say, a perfect man. We've grown from babyhood to manhood, we've grown up. We didn't just go and have a pray through, you know. Boy, I hadn't been walking away, so I said, I got to go pray through tonight in the prayer room. Come on. This is not just about praying through. This is about growing up. This is about maturing. Unto a perfect man, unto the measure. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, hallelujah, we're not perfect. We're maturing, though. Unto the measure of the stature of what? The fullness Say fullness. Say fullness of Christ. That we be no more children. I recognize you've been regenerated. I recognize you've been born. But the problem is you need to be perfected. And the problem is you need to become a mature man. If you become a mature man, then you can do the work of ministry. Whoa, hello. Hello. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro. <sighs> tossed to and fro. Say tossed to and fro. Like on a ship, back and forth. 
Wind blows us around all over the place. We... Are y'all okay? That we henceforth no be, be more no true. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Say wind. wind. Say wind again. Wind. Or spirit of doctrine. Hmm. Wind of doctrine. By the sight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. Say grow up. Into him. Grow up. He's preaching to believers. I'm preaching to believers. That we may grow up into him. I thought I'm already in him. I am by regeneration. But I'm still growing up into him. Into his fullness. Into his headship. Into his mature. Oh, hello. Yeah, the problem is a lot of times people, you know, who think they're mature are nothing more than children. But they want to stand up in church and say, Preacher, don't preach to me like that. Because you see, I'm mature. Oh, give me a break. You barely started walking and you think you're a mature man. Say, grow up. Look there, say, grow up. Time, I want to grow up. See, I, don't, don't think I'm preaching to somebody behind you. I'm preaching to every one of us today. And some of you who think you've grown up, are, you're just a baby. We've given you milk. We can't give you strong meat because you get offended by strong meat. If you're still getting offended by the strong meat of the Word of God, you're still a baby, honey. I said, you're still a baby who thinks you've grown up. You're like my little girl. Yeah, you go. Tell her to do something. But. Go do that. But. Think she's an adult already. Walk around telling us what to do. Now, now, honey, I know you're a nine-year-old, okay? And I know you think you're 30, but you know, I know you're not 30. You think you are, but you're not. And when you grow up and you get out of this house, then you can do it your way. But until then, you're going to do what I tell you to do. So if you're still getting offended by the word, you're nothing but a baby. Because mature men like strong meat. They don't need baby food anymore. They don't need to be picked up and burped and patted on the back anymore. They don't need, come on, this, this cooing and ooing and all of that kind of stuff over them. Hey, no, you've grown up. You need to get out of that high chair. You need to get at the table. You need to sit at the table. And you need to eat some adult food. Hallelujah. Now, I know you think you're an adult, but you're not yet. Because you're still getting offended by the Word of God. Hello. Praise God. Well, pastor, it's really not the Word of God I get offended of. I just get offended of your method. Can I ask you a question? How am I supposed to preach this? How am I supposed to do surgery on you? Laughing? <laughs> Ooh, I'm fixing to cut her heart out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to take her head off. <laughs> no, this is serious business, man. When we do surgery, we cut the cancer out. We're intense. we got to get the death out of you. 
I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I've got, I've got a three-year-old that's running, right, running around right now wanting to take over the house. <laughs> Don't understand why I tell him, no, you can't have that. You know, you can't eat sugar all day long. I know it tastes good. I know you enjoy sugar. But you need something that's good for you. You'll die from a sugar overdose. If you want sugar, you don't want to come here because I'm not going to give you sugar all the time. Because God has called me to see a people raised up in maturity and perfection and to grow up in Him to Him. In the fullness. If I'm always giving you what you want to hear, you'll never grow up. Hallelujah. And I'll guarantee you, ultimately, you get sick and tired of it anyway. You'll get sick and tired of that sugar stuff all the time. And you'll go find somebody that's bringing some strong meat. I guarantee you. Yeah, hallelujah. God's good, isn't he? How many of y'all want to grow up? I want to grow up. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cutting cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head. He wants you to move into headship. And we preached three hours or so last week or somewhere in there about headship, right? That's the goal here. Now watch. Praise the Lord. Y'all doing okay up there? <laughs> Do y'all need mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? Just look at your neighbor if you do and say, will you give me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? He's already killed me. <laughs> I'm bleeding, I'm wounded, and I'm dying. <laughs> he took the bottle out of my mouth. <laughs> Ripped my thumb right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> took my teeth with it. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? <laughs> Amen. From whom the whole body, 16, from whom the whole priests of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Y'all with me here? So when I talk about renewal, I'm not just talking about praying through. Woo! Hello. And I'm not talking about age. Hello. In the kingdom of God, you talk about young men, you talk about uh, sons, you talk about, you talk about children, young men, and fathers. has nothing to do with your age. That's another hill we got to get over. Well, I'm older than he is. Who do you think he is telling me? <laughs> I can't wait till someday I'm about 60 years old. Then I want to hear your excuse. Well, he's just an old man. Just, he just got them old ways, you know, them old, he's old thinking, you know, hallelujah. Right now, I'm a young man, you're too old to listen to me, and later I'm being an old man with old ideas. I can't wait to hear your excuse. <laughs> so it doesn't have anything to do with your physical age. You've grown up physically, you kind of had to, you know, to continue to live. 
Same thing here in this church. You're going to kind of have to grow up spiritually in order to continue to live. You got some praise here. Now, in order to do this, in order to do this, when you come to church, oh, here I go. You know, on Saturday night, hopefully you got in bed early enough so that when you come to the house of God, you can hear the word of God. My teacher in school used to have this little sign on her desk. You can't stay up with the owls in the night and fly with the eagles in the daytime. Some of you just need to go to bed on Saturday night so when you come to church, you can receive the word of God and move in the spirit. And stop using this as an excuse. Well, Pastor, I didn't sleep, but I didn't either. And I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Oh. Are you going to fly with the eagle this morning? And oh, Pastor, I just feel like a chicken right now, taking around on the dirt. I can tell, man. Give God a hand clap of praise. Some of y'all just too big for your age, you know. You're too big for your pants. <laughs> Woo! Hello, somebody. <laughs> well, how can you know? How can how can I preach like this? Because God constantly keeps me down here. Hello, don't worry. You think I got an ego this morning? God will take care of the ego. It's not an ego thing. It's about God's word. It's about having. We need to shut these preachers up, said the religious people of their day, because they're preaching the name of Jesus here. We got to find somehow to shut them up, somehow to tame them. But they were an uncapped, pressurized, spirit-filled men who said, we can't shut up and we can't keep quiet. You're not going to be able to shut me up. You can't cap what I got inside of me. It's a pressurized, erupting, And I'm looking for some of you who are pressurized, uncapped, erupting wells to begin to break forth. So when I talk about renewal, I'm not talking about praying through. Lord, I'm getting tired of you praying through. I'm getting tired. Oh, I need deliverance, Pastor. Every week, same old, same old. No growth. Same problems year to year, year to year, year to year. Nothing's changing. Nothing's growing. Nothing's being renewed. It's the same old circle. Constantly, always dealing with the same old thing. So it's not about, get me, it's not about going to a prayer room and having a 15-minute tongue-talking session. It's about mature, growing up in him. These men have a miracle with them, but yet they fall on their knee and cry out for more. Give me more, God. We need to be removed. And it's not just, it's not just passive, but it is Say it's active. It's not just passive. But pastor, I've been fighting battles. Overcome. Get up. 
Rise above it. <laughs> you can't get passive in this thing with God. It doesn't matter what hits you. <coughs> grow up. Say grow up. Well, hallelujah. You want to be a stagnant pool? Or you want to be a flowing well? Go to Jeremiah 2. You want to be a baby the rest of your life? Always need your diapers changed. Always need milk. Always need to be cooed and ood. With the mobile spinning around the top of your head. <laughs> there goes Winnie. There goes Mickey. <laughs> so I'm not talking about a 15-minute tongue session. There goes Winnie. There goes Mickey. Y'all know what I'm talking about, especially this church. We got more babies running around here. I've never seen a church have me so babies born in one year. Never in my life, for this size especially. Y'all got, y'all got something, something going on in your house in the water or something wrong in the water, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> y'all need to, yeah, I don't know, man. All right, Jeremiah, let's go over here and look at Jeremiah. Say renewal. God, I cannot, you cannot settle for where you are right now. There is no people more miserable than people who have just settled down. And have stopped pressing in to where they've got water in them, but it's no longer a flow. Yeah, I got the, you got the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying you don't have the Holy Ghost. I'm saying, but is there a flow? Jeremiah chapter 2. Y'all with me still? Jeremiah 2. Okay, are y'all still mad at me? <clears throat> Verse 12, Jeremiah 2, 12, watch. <clears throat> Be astonished. <laughs> I'm going to wait on that one for a while. I'm not going to read further. No, don't make me read. <laughs> Be astonished. That has something to do with passion. I'm preaching on a passion for renewal, a passion for growth. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horrified, horribly afraid. I love the philosophy. I don't think God would tell us to be horribly afraid. I don't think God would tell us to be astonished. Oh, give me a break. Your philosophy makes God sick. Be astonished, show ye heavens at this, and be <clears throat> horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. Why? Why is he talking to them like that? Because they're living in the past experience. They have committed 
two evils, not two faults. Everything, listen to me, most everything that we do, we know that's wrong. We always want to call it a fault or a mistake. God doesn't call it a fault. He doesn't call it a mistake. He calls it evil. And what is this that God calls evil? He said they've committed two evils. Number one, they have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters. And hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. There's a difference between living water and a cistern. A well has a source within itself. A well is constantly producing from within itself a river flow. And if you don't have a flow inside of you, a well producing living water, that's new water all the time, then you have become a cistern. And what cisterns do is they just hold water. They are only need-based people. They can only receive. I need. Help me. I'm living on the past flow of water. Somebody had to have water to flow into that cistern. Water had to come from somewhere to get there. And I'm telling you, there's a balance of power in every church that has to be overcome. And the balance of power is this. Cisterns are wells. Because if our church is nothing but a need-based situation, everybody come here, I need, help me, help me, then what you got is a cistern church. And I want you to know there's a few wells in the house that are trying to fill the cisterns up. But if you've got a, a... the balance of power, if it's shifted to cisterns or if it's shifted to need-based, need-based ministries, then what you have is you don't have enough wells in the house to fill the people. Because they always come in with need all the time. When they should be a river, a well flowing out of new water flowing out of them. Not need-based. Growing up is this. Not always having a need. Not always wanting somebody to tend to me. But at some point you've grown up to a point where there is a river that flows out of you. And God said this. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewn out for themselves cisterns which can hold no water. If we are not renewed as a church, then we have become a cistern. We have a need-based people in the house. Hello, somebody. I'm not looking for God just to fill my need. I'm looking to be a source. I want to be a source. I want to be a resource. James and... Peter and John standing there, they said, look, we are a source. Look, this man stands before you. How we are a river. We can't stop preaching. We must speak what we have seen and heard. We can't keep silent. We are an uncapped, pressurized, erupting well that must go forth. 
not a need-based cistern. And at some point, when a church, that when the balance of power is shifted from a need-based center to a place where you have a fountain of living water, then people are drawn from the outside. Then they come in, and remember what was said about in the book of John? He said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Jesus of Nazareth. They said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And the same thing can be said, can any good thing come out of that church? They've been a need-based, helpless, crippled people for so long. Can any good thing come out of that church? And pretty soon, wow, didn't realize that anything good could come out of that house. But the balance of power has shifted from one of a need-based institution to one of a living, powerful flow. And it's a pressurized. You cannot, you cannot have a powerful flow without pressure. Everybody wants a need base. They want cistern where there's no pressure. Just feel my need. Get the pressure off of me, preacher. I'm not here to get the pressure off of you. Because if I get the pressure off of you, then you have become a cistern and you're need based. I'm here. I'm here to say, God, put the pressure on. Because I don't want to be a trickle. I don't want to be a trickle out of a water hose. I want it to be pressurized, powerful flow. The only things that can live in a shallow place of water is frogs and tadpoles. Tad, tad, what was that, tadpole? Tadpoles, tadpoles. <laughs> Always a croaking all the time. Croak, 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 croak. You got a frog spirit because you live in shallow water. You got sisters that can hold no water. It's all leaked out, honey. And there's no renewal that's there. You better become a well springing up into everlasting life. <clears throat> Hello, somebody. Give God a hand clap praise. <clears throat> Two evils. God called it evil to be need-based only and not a flow. Are you hearing me right now? If we're not careful, we'll get in that dimension of a cistern. Oh, always needing, always poor mouth, always, oh, 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 oh. Come on, honey. If, if you could just become a river. Spring it up into everlasting life. You know what would happen to you? In the place of death. All kinds of beautiful growth. And all kinds of beautiful life. Would be found at your banks. The problem is. At cisterns. There's no animals that want to be there. There's no birds that want to fly there. And there is no reproduction of a harvest there. And that garden has become a desolate place. But if that garden, hello garden. See the question is when, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden. Were they in the garden or was the garden in them? Both. The garden was in them and they were in the garden. Now I want you to know if you've got a cistern out in your garden right now. Where there's no well that's flowing water. It's not going to produce stuff very long. Because it's always waiting on somebody else to fill it. Give God some praise. 
Lift up your hands and worship him. <clears throat> Grow up. Get renewed. And as you do, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it all around your banks. Simply because there was a river flow there. Hear me. Simply because there was a river flow there. All around those banks you will find life. Give God praise. <clears throat> now let's go to Job. Job 6. <clears throat> so that when people come to the house of God, we don't always have to try to get them out of unbelief. We're not always struggling with their flesh. Can you see it? Let me see your Bible. Can you see it, sir? Can you see it? Can you? I'm sorry, sister. You got more stuff in here than I do in my bedroom. Can you see it, sir? Can you see it, sister? Do you see it? Do you believe it? Can, come on, believe, 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 believe. And so every time you come to church, I was trying to get you to see it. I was trying to get you to believe it at some point. You become instead of a professional rejecter. You become a person where you automatically receive and believe the word of the living God Almighty. You're no longer a professional rejecter of everything. There's nothing but, there, there's some people who are nothing more than professional rejectors. Before they ever came to church, they already made up their mind, I'm going to reject everything that's said. And they have got so good at it over the years. You're going to die that way. You cannot live that way without renewal. Go to Job 6. It's not a fault. It's not a mistake. It's an evil Amen. to be only a need-based person. Ooh, God's good. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Job 6. Praise God. I'm going to try to quit on a decent hour here. I got, I got five hours worth of preaching here. Job 6. <clears throat> God is good, isn't he? Are you getting the point, church? Are you finally seeing what God has been telling us for years and years and years? Really, I could, we could culminate it right here in this message. If you can just get to a place of being a fountain of living water instead of a need-based person, you will automatically reproduce. Six. Verse 15, Job 6, 15. My brethren hath dealt deceitfully as a brook. Oh, God's good. And as the stream of brooks, they pass away. They're here one minute, they're gone the next. There's as long as you can meet my need, I'll be there. You're supposed to be a resource. Hello, somebody. As long as they got some type of river flow or some type of rain from somewhere, then you have the brook. As soon as the source is gone, they are gone. They're need-based, and they're, that is evil. Oh, God. Which are blackish. Ooh, they pass away, and they're black. They're black. By reason of the ice, they got cold.
Listen to me, church. You don't want to be around me if I get cold. I guarantee you. I'm, tell, I'm just going to tell you. You know that. I'm, 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 you don't want to be around me if I'm cold. And I don't want to be around you if you're cold. You are dangerous if you're cold. I am dangerous if I'm cold. You are dangerous if you're cold. Because then you got the gossip. Then you got the prayerlessness. Then you got the wildliness that's creeping into your life. You are dangerous. You have become darkened and black because of coldness. No longer fired up. No longer full of the Spirit. You have not been renewed. person who is not renewed is described in this chapter. They are black by reason of ice. Wherein the snow is hid. What time they wax warm. When they finally warm up a little bit. They vanish. Isn't that the truth? I could, I'll say amen to that if I'm the only one in the house. People come in here and they're as cold as icebergs. We finally get them warm. Finally get life flowing in their veins. You know, hey, babe, you got a little, got a little warmth running in your hands there now. Hallelujah. You didn't have no warmth before. You're just a cold. You know, I'm not talking, I'm not preaching down to you. But, you know, and now we finally got a little warmth flowing. And you got a little life. Hallelujah. You look like you got a little life coming in there. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. So we have spent our time as a water well and a life source that's producing life in them. And they finally get a life in them. Then they run off somewhere else. Come on. Forgetting totally who gave them what they've got. Who put them where they are. Now watch. What time they wax warm, they vanish. They backslide. How to get them warmed up. Man, it's one thing to be cold and be lost. But it, it, come on, it's, it, Jesus said this, if you, are, if you are lukewarm, he will cast you out of his mouth. He said, I would that you were cold or hot. He said, it's better for you to be completely ice than for you just to be neutral. He said, I want you to be cold or hot. I don't want you to be neutral. He said, if you're neutral, I'll spit you out of my mouth. That's what the, that's what the Lamb of God said. He said, you're neutral. You're warm. You're just warm. He said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Because if you're cold, we can get you to a place of, of power and fire. But if you're just warm, you think you've got everything you need. And we can't move you anyway. And you're not doing anything in the kingdom anyway. You just show up on the house. In the house and never reproduce. Give God some praise. And just about the time we get a little bit of warmth going in them, you know, come on. Hey, that's not where you need to stop because that's only where God will spit you. I said, that's not where you need to stop. That's where God spits you. You need to stay here until you get so fired up and so full of the Holy Ghost that you're an erupting well, an erupting volcano. Revelation 2 and 3 deals with seven churches that started out right. But some were on the ongoing... Somewhere along the renewal line. They lost it. And so God has to stand up and rebuke them. Except for two. 
Give God praise. <laughs> Renewal is vital. You don't just start Revelation 2 and 3. He's saying to the churches, you don't just start good. you got to finish good. You might have been cold when you first came in, and then you turned into warmth. But you don't stop there. You go into heat. And it's only when you go into heat can you ever reproduce anything in the kingdom of God. You're looking at a picture that's, I'm not ready, you know, about ready to explode. Now watch. Okay, here we go. They vanish. When it is hot, they are consumed out of their place. So we finally got them past the warm stage, got them hot on fire, and then something comes along, the devil comes along, something comes along, their flesh comes along, something they don't like comes along, and takes them completely out. Man, that's when they should be consuming the enemy. That should be... But notice this. He's linking this with water. Cold, warm, and heat. He's linking it with water. So a manifestation of water flow is fire in you. So you tell me you got a water flow and you don't have fire in you? The two don't go together, honey. It is a brook that dries up. It is a cistern that is need-based that manifests no fire or no power. It is water flowing very powerfully that produces fire called electricity. But if the water's not flowing, it's not creating any power. And that's why the disciples said, we need more God. We got a sign standing beside us, but we need more God. We need... We got to have a flow because it's a flow that is producing fire. It's like electricity. It's like glory. If you want glory in your life, give him glory. Because glory is a river that produces glory. Now, I got good news for everybody. Because most of the time when the word of God hits you between the eyeballs... Here's the way you respond. Y'all all sit down so everybody can look at me. Here's the way most people respond when the Word of God hits them between eyes. Oh, I'm found out. I'm found out. And so they try to hide behind the pew. I am not preaching it that way. I am telling you that you can become renewed in God today you might have been found out but I'm not telling you you gotta stay there I'm telling you get up get out of there grow up I'm telling you there's a way out it's called renewal renewal I'd have a heart attack I've seen some of you come off the back pew stand in the front of this church on fire I'd go huh Because then I know that unlike these people here who have become professional rejectors, 
And every time they come in the house, they've already made up their mind before they walk through the door. I'm not going to have a move of God in my life. I'm not going to listen to what the preacher says. And if he says anything that gets under my skin, I'm going to fold my arms. Honey, that right there can cut your arms off. And you're not hurting anybody but yourself. Because God's word is like a sword. So stop becoming or being a professional rejecter and a professional unbeliever. Be a renewed, powerful, living resource. I cannot listen to me. All I can do is just be hungry and press into the things of God. And then yield myself to that. If I wanted to right now, I could still be. And the Lord saith. And would you please all turn. And yeah, we'll have church. I can stand here and not have any demonstration of God's power in my life at all if I choose that. And so can you, just by sitting on your seat, sitting in a pew, content just to go to church again and become a professional unbeliever and a professional rejecter. You have to say, no, I'm going to move in God this morning. I'm going to get up this morning. I'm going to yield. I'm going to start saying yes, Lord, instead of saying no, Lord. I'm going to say yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I'm going to stop quenching the Holy Ghost. I'm going to let it flow out of me. I'm going to stop being perilous. I'm going to stop being a gossiper. I'm going to stop being worldly. I'm going to grow up. That pastor, he's not going to know what to do with me. Because even when he said sit down, if he's reading the Word of God, I'm still going to stand because I, I love the Word of God. He's not going to have to ask me to stand up. I'm going to stand through the whole thing. Because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm tired of being need-based. There's something in me that tells me there's something better than being a professional rejecter. It's being a man and woman of faith. And I'm not preaching down to you. I'm saying, come up here. I'm saying, come up here. Get out of that place. Grow up in him which is the head. Even Christ. Come on. Come on, church. Let's go. Give God some praise. He goes on, he says this. He said, verse 18, the paths of their way are turned aside. They go to nothing. They go to nothing. They started out something. But they ended up nothing. It's not how you start. It's how you finish it. They started out something. They started out with great potential they started out with great opportunity but they ended up nothing i don't know about you 
But I don't want that on my, my headstone, brother. When they bury me, if you're still alive, I pray to God they don't put out he started out something, but he ended up nothing. I tell you what, I want you to put on my gravestone spiritually. He started out nothing, but he became something. It's not what he used to be, but it's what he's become. Don't let it ever be said of you, he started out something, but he ended nothing. Don't let it ever be said, sister, that you started out something, but you ended nothing. better to start out nothing and end up something and that's why you got to keep pressing you got to keep pushing when something starts trying to get a hold of you you got to shake it off something trying to get a hold of me this morning I know I can relate to you I'm not superhuman I can relate to you something trying to get a hold of me and I heard the Holy Ghost say shake it off pastor shake it off preacher you gotta shake it off. You got you got a job to do this morning. Shake it off. Get off here. Don't start out as something and then there's nothing. Start out as a nothing and then there's something. And along the way, you gotta shake off that spirit that tries to get a hold of you, try to make you lukewarm. Tries to make you need-based only. And hopefully we can promote you. From the kitchen, cooking cookies for the people, and put you in an altar service, casting out devils. Started started out with a broom in hand. Now they're casting out devils. Started out cleaning toilets. Now they're praying people through the Holy Ghost. Started out cooking cookies in the kitchen for the kitties. But now they're creating fire and power in the church of God. Let it be said of you, you started out nothing. But you ended up something. Give God some praise. I said give God some praise. Oh, God is in this house this morning. And I want to encourage you that a lot of times just before you have a very powerful eruption in your life, just before that you have gone through a great time of death and a great struggle trying to overcome. Hear me, I'm giving you a personal testimony this morning. It'll try to get a hold of you, but just step forward and say I believe in my God this morning that he's able to set the captive free. I believe in my God this morning that I came here and I was down and I was cold. I was lukewarm before I leave here. I was nothing when I came here, but I'm going to be something before I leave here. I was nothing when I started out, but I'm going to be something when I finish. When I started, the pastor had all kinds of trouble with me. But when I finished, he was he came to me and he asked me to be used in the key. He wanted to use me.
Lift your hands and give him praise. And I got a lot more to preach, but I feel the Holy Ghost stopping me with this last verse. The Bible said in the Gospel of Mark, He that saveth his life, he that saveth his life shall lose it. But he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. I want to tell you how you get renewed. It's by giving. And when you learn to give, that's when you get. It's not when you come needy and helpless. It's when you give, that's when you get. That's the key to renewal is giving. I started out nothing and I ended something. I started out trying to save my life, but now I'm trying to lose my life. I started out trying to hold on to everything, but now I'm trying to give it all away. I want you to know right now I started out nothing, but I am becoming something. And that's a promise for everybody in here. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're old. I don't care who you are. It's a promise to you today. Because in the kingdom of God, your greater years are always, always your better years. Do you hear me? You might be nothing now, but he wants you to become something. Your greater years, your greatest years are not behind you. Not in God. I said not in God. In God, you're going from nothing to something. I preached a message one time. It comes to my spirit right now. Greater than, not lesser than. Greater than, not lesser than. I serve a greater than God, not a lesser than God. You need to turn the sign instead of it pointing at you like this. Instead of it pointing at you like this in math, that's a lesser than sign. You need to turn that thing around like this and open it up and say, greater than. My God is not a lesser than God. My God is a greater than God. My greater years are ahead of me. Not my lesser. I'm not becoming lesser. I am becoming greater. Give God praise in the house. I'm a, Lord willing, I'm going to preach the rest of it tonight, the Lord willing. Because I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to stop. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That the religious people of the apostles' day tried to shut them up. They said, what, what, what are we going to do with these men? They're ignorant and they are unlearned. But they have been with Jesus. So we'll threaten you and try to silence you with threats. But they said, but we can only say, we can only speak what we have seen and heard. We are an erupting, passionate church that's passionate for revival and passionate for renewal. You can't shut us down. You can't shut us up. We got something in us is a source in and of itself. So that whenever they walked by sick people, 
They had so much power and fire in them, generated by the water that was in them. And when they walked by, people said, we got to get our sick people in their shadows. We got to get them in their influence. If we can just get them in the apostle's shadow, we know that they will be healed. Now, that is powerful. That when you walk, when you walk by somebody and they feel the power of God hit them, you walk by and the fire of God hits them. You walk up there and when you listen to me, and when you shake that person's hand in the world, all of a sudden something goes up through their arm, down through their body. So that every time, someday somebody's going to stand up and testify. Every time I shook his hand, fire went through my body. I'm talking about people in the world. You walk by them and the power of God hits them. That is not produced by a need-based person. That is produced by a flow. I said, that's produced by a flow. That's produced by somebody who was nothing, who has become something. Not by somebody who was something regenerated, who has become nothing, non-renewable. Have you ever got, man, the Holy Ghost is speaking to me. Have you ever got in your mail a statement that said, non-renewable? We can't renew your insurance. You've had too many accidents. You have become a problem to us. You are now a need-based person, and we can't feed your need anymore. You are non-renewable. I'm telling you right now, if you're here right now, you can be renewed. Give God praise. I'm telling you, God is on the move, church. He's on. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a worship. Give him a praise. Sister Jennifer Combat, you came in here down and discouraged. But now the spirit of the living God is not only on you, but the spirit of the living God is now flowing out of you. Put your hope in God. Don't put your hope in men. Put your hope in God. Let your trust be God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Pastor, you got my number, but that doesn't mean I'm going to take the back seat. You, you called my number, and when I get my number called, that doesn't mean I'm supposed to stay in my seat back there. That means if they call my number, that means I'm up. Look at your neighbor and say, that means I'm up. Get out of my way. It's my turn now. Come on, get out of my way. He's got my number. He'll call my number. Get out of the way. It's my turn now. When I call your number, do you sit back there at the highway, the DPS? Number 404. That's me. 
When they call your number to you to go, oh, that's me. Try to, fi- try to hide from them. Come on. That's ignorant. Then they got to send a DPS sergeant out there looking for you. Uh, 404. Is uh, 404 still here? Uh, we called your number a long time ago. What are you doing down here hiding under this chair? Don't make God send out sergeants, DPS sergeants, say, say, hey, we called your number. What in the world are you doing back here? Your number's up. It's your turn for renewal. Come on back up here. Get your license renewed. Get legal again. Stop driving illegal. Get your insurance renewed. Stop driving illegal. Your number's up. Get over here. Get up here. So that the next time, next time, that officer that pulls you over all the time, who knows you by name, ma'am, let me see your insurance. Come and take him in. Because <laughs> you had insurance. <laughs> or because you're dri- you know you were driving legal. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to get up here and start driving legal. And stop hiding from you know law enforcement. I don't want to be a law enforcement, I don't want to be a grace enforcer, but you know. <laughs> you're not gonna be a happy person hiding out in the back. Hello? It's a lot easier, you know, and it's a lot less expensive, really, to just get legal. See, they had to keep paying their bills all the time, paying, paying the price all the time. Where's that coming from? Got to be God. <laughs> I'm not smart enough. <laughs> How many of y'all want to be legal? Well, hallelujah, I got, I got a little bit of, I got a few numbers standing up here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you in the molten season, sister? Is it your molten season? <laughs> well, we don't want to pluck the new feathers. So y'all pray for me as your pastor that I don't pluck new feathers. Because that hurts. Ow. <laughs> pastor, that wasn't a molten feather. That was my new feather that just replaced the molten feather. <laughs> now I got to wait a whole year for a new one to come in. <laughs> I'll run around here naked for a year. <laughs> God's good. Let's give God, lift our hands and love Him one more time. Father, I thank you for your word. You're awesome. You are awesome. I will never get satisfied, Lord. David said, I will not be satisfied till I awake in your likeness. I'll never get satisfied. 
I praise you and I worship you and I thank you for the word of God that has gone forth today in this house. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Do you understand the difference between regeneration and renewal? Come on. Bring your numbers to the front. Hold them up high. Say, here I am, Jesus. Come on. Can I tell you something today? He had a word for me. I'm not preaching down to you. He had a word for me today. I got my number out. I'm standing right with you right now. I'm standing up here with you. I'm saying, Jesus, here I am. I'm a, Lord, I'm going to stop trying to be so need-based. And I want to be a resource. Here I am, Lord, with my number. This pastor is holding his number up. I need you, Jesus. I need more of you. I got miracles standing all around me right now, Lord. But I'm crying out for more of you, Jesus. I got powerful people standing in front of me, Jesus. But I'm not satisfied, Lord. I want more of you. I'm crying out for more of you. But ultimately, Lord, I hear you cry to me. Give me more of you. Give me more of you. Give me more of you. Because giving is the answer to getting. I love you and I praise you, Father. And I receive this word today, not just in my mind, but in my heart and in my spirit. I will continue, continue to grow in you. I will become something. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm going to become something. Look at him again. Tell him. Tell him. Man, I'm going to be. Now, it's all the way you say it. You know, you can say, you're something. Or you can say, you're something. <laughs> so look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be something. Don't look at him and say, you're something else. Look at him and say, you're going to be something. You're, you're going to be something. 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 I'm so tempted. <laughs> You're going to be something, brother. You are. You're going to be something, Sister Sonia. You're going to be something, Brother Mark. I want you to look at her, and I want you to tell her, You're going to be something. Loud, say, You're going to be something. <laughs> Now, Sister Sonia, by faith, <laughs> look at him and say, you're really going to be something. Really <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. So if you're going to be, that means you can't camp on what you was. 
And I love y'all so much, and we'll see y'all tonight. Hallelujah. God bless you. You are dismissed in the name of the Lord. Give me my hand clap of praise. Hey, one last thing. If you want to preach, well, better than I preach, there's some commentaries out there that you might be interested in in the library. They are in the library, and they are good stuff. God bless y'all. Hallelujah. I love y'all. Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap praise as you're leaving. <laughs> Woo. Glory.